Commander. You are authorized to use the mind, brother. What? <laughs> no, not the mind. <laughs> what year is this? This is 1983. Well, it was certainly very difficult for us to decide how to celebrate Doctor Who's 20th anniversary. To celebrate 20 years of Doctor Who, BBC Enterprises are holding a Doctor Who celebration at Longleat in Wiltshire on Easter Bank Holiday. There have been 601 episodes with five doctors and 25 assistants. Once I got the picture of the hand putting the figure of the doctor on the board, that gave me the story. Now, Doctor Who this time, of course, is a, an amalgamation of all five Doctor Whos. You won't believe it, I promise you. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. The resources of all five Doctors are put to the test in a special 20th anniversary edition of Doctor Who. Old friends, old enemies, and all five Doctors come together in a special 90-minute adventure which brings new danger. Danger! Doctor! Danger! Great balls of fire! I think our past is catching up on us. Or maybe it's our future. Great chunks of my past. Detaching themselves like melting icebergs. I'm confused. So is the TARDIS. <laughs> I have to find... To find... Find what? My other selves. Goodness me! The TARDIS! What's it doing here? Looks rather splendid, doesn't it? Doctor has been taken out of time. The cosmos without the Doctor scarcely bears thinking about. Do you think this is wise, Doctor? I mean, oh, whatever's in that tower, it's got enormous powers. Uh, what can we do against it? What I've always done, Sarah Jane. Improvise. We're in the death zone on Gallifrey. Be playing the game of Rassilon at this very moment. You will accompany us. Sorry, mustache. Fear itself is largely an illusion. And at my age, there's little left to fear. I give you companions to help an old enemy to fight. I take it you are responsible for our being in the death zone. For once I'm innocent. Here at the High Council's request to help you. It's a game. Cybermen. Promises aliens have no ability. First, the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. This is the game of Rassilon. Giving you once was never enough for me, Doctor. How, how gratifying to do it three times over. To lose is to win, and he who wins shall lose. I know what it says. What does it mean? Welcome to you from the Time Lord. Now then, which of you will destroy the aliens in the 20th anniversary program? Uh, I will. I will. We, we will. will. I see. It's the old problem. You'll just have to watch on Friday night to find out. You mean you're deliberately choosing to go on the run from your own people in a rackety old TARDIS? Why not? After all, that's how it all started. This 20th anniversary edition of Doctor Who begins at 7.20 on Friday. The 20 years of Doctor Who are also celebrated in this 64-page full-color Radio Time special, which is available from booksellers. The incidental theme music from Doctor Who is available from record shops on a BBC LP or cassette. Hello and welcome to a Trap One field report from the famous space corridor of the BFI here in London town. I'm Pete. I'm Cy. I'm Mark. And I'm Conrad. And that wasn't alphabetical, but we still managed to do it, which is quite an achievement at this time in the evening. Excellent pointing. <laughs> Thank you. The, the, the audio listeners are missing out on the, this amazing stuff. We're here to see, we've been here to see the five doctors. It's been pretty good. Yeah, it's been it's not amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark, this is your first BFI? Yeah, Mark, welcome to the BFI. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to Trap One Podcast on the Road. 
Uh, Thank you, you very find, much. You burst out of HQ like the brigadier being scooped out of the. Um, <laughs> what did we find out that it is? It's a care home now, unit HQ. Yeah, it's yeah. a nursing home. A nursing yeah. home. Yeah. Have they got any places? I'm ready. <laughs> I think that's where we'll all end up. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that would be amazing. But Doctor Who themed nursing care. Yeah, but your Mark, your time scoop had to pick you up at about five in the morning at uh, Carlisle to make the journey. Yeah, it was about six hours door to door to get to the BFI, but it was well worth it. It's been absolutely amazing seeing the new version of the five doctors on the big screen with a 7.1 sound mix and an audience of fans which have never really had that communal experience of watching Doctor Who before because even though I went to the 50th celebration I managed not to get a ticket to the Doctor and then uh, yeah we were going to watch Logopolis um, at George Will Bank together oh, yeah. and then that was rained off that was giving me my first field report that's right yeah so this is my first one and it couldn't have been a better one I think well, you can't beat the five doctors. This is the problem. No, and we got it in a fantastic spick and span uh, restoration with uh, really good. Uh, the sound quality was amazing. Uh, like the op- in the opening title sequence, it's like you could hear every one of those stars whizzing around the, the room. Peter Howe's theme pops Doesn't more it? than mm. any other theme, I think, in 5.1 and 7.1. Who knows how much higher it will go? <laughs> Um, so yeah, so okay. What are our, so we've had all sorts of things to do here today. We watched the Five Doctors, then we saw previews from the box set uh, and uh, and clips of the uh, uh, the hilarious um, adventures across Europe that mm-hmm. they've had. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, this, they were talking this about this one in twenty twenty. Long, long time. This set. And the, you can tell the anticipation was really, really here for this one. Like the the security was really up. It was like the, the like you could not get a ticket. Obviously, for another money, it was kind of tough, um, and it was packed. And it was, and you could just feel there was a palpable sense of like, and it's the anniversary year, and we're watching. This is like the. The, 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 the ultimate classic anniversary. The fact that it's the 40th anniversary of the 20th anniversary is just that's, one of those mind-blowing things. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we have Peter Davison in the audience, Sarah Sutton, uh, and, uh, and Janet Fielding. Well, we, Mark, do you talk about Peter Davison being in the audience? Peter Davison was in the audience up to the point when the credits rolled on the five doctors. <laughs> the, credits start, the opening credits started, and he got up and walked out. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen it so many times, hasn't he? Sarah, Sarah Sutton, so the three of them were interviewed on stage. Obviously, their usual charming selves with Peter and Janet having a proper bitch session at each other that Sarah had to intervene on. But she said, Sarah Sutton said, of course, this is the first time she's ever seen it because she just left and was kind of, yeah, she was quite touching her, her talking about how upset she was after she left. Mm-hmm. You know, that suddenly mm-hmm. this thing from your life is just gone and everyone else is off doing this brilliant thing. It was, must have been a bit, bit tough for her coming here to, to see it, this rather than Terminus being picked as the uh, season 20 uh, special. Yeah, I think the Matthew Sweet interview is with Sarah Sutton and Janet Fielding on this set and the clip we saw was her talking about how emotional it was and the real tears when she hugs Tegan goodbye mm. Yeah, and it just there was sort of a lack of ceremony or a lack of uh, kind of comfort for her it was just right that's the scene yeah no process mm-hmm. for that we just move on we'll finish with you we've got Mark Strickson coming in yeah yeah so it was a new version what's everyone anything stand out about the um, about the, this particular new remix what I loved was that this was more special than the special edition by actually just following what they Peter Moffat did in the original and adding new effects mm. and upgrading the sound Whereas you're not getting all those dreary scenes that they added in just for the sake of extending the story. Yeah. And I think a lot of those scenes were... Uh, I'm a, I have a bit of a hobby horse about this, as you can tell. <laughs> He's literally on uh, it now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but a lot of those scenes were added in because they were... They hadn't been included in the original. And with no thought about 
do they deserve a place here? Mm. Like Sarah Jane throwing a big rock, which is just embarrassing for Elizabeth Sladen. Mm. I and, forgot about that, yeah. And from the, yeah. why would you start on a panning shot of a corridor? <laughs> yeah, it was the empty corridors yeah. inside the, the tomb, yes. wasn't it, in the yeah. special edition? Yeah. So this time we've got... They always have to walk the line, don't they? And, and, the, and some of them I loved, and some of them I thought were good but seemed anachronistic because they're just too good. Some of the effects are so 2020 that it seems a bit weird having them appearing in, 20, in, in 1983. But then there are others that are like extensions of matte paintings and what they would have done. We get, we get more shots of Rassilon's tower, don't we? Yeah, the tower and, looked... M- Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And there's, there is a mountain quite near it all the way through now. The mountain doesn't suddenly appear when Pertwee needs it to chuck his, uh, yeah. to chuck his lasso at it. From, and from. then the sort of composite shot of Pertwee and Sladen on the tower, on the, the sort of balcony, mm. for want of a better word. Yeah. But you can see the wider tower looks amazing and it gives it a really epic feel. And I think the Eye of Orion, the planets... I think it's what you're saying about the map paintings. Yeah, the subtle. Yeah, it's like what they were doing on like the, the planet of the Cheetah People. And second acts. Yes, that you can that you can just see those planets in the sky. It's very subtle, but it, it gives the impression that it is an alien world. The big one I was looking out for was the obelisk. It's mm-hmm. obelisk gate. <laughs> so if you know, in my day, it was a flat that flat basically triangle thing which I loved it was like this uncanny yeah. bit of negative space mm. yeah. and, it, and it, it wasn't it, it, I loved it because it was 2D that's yeah. it it's and it was terrifying because it's yeah. a different yeah. not in the 3D world and no one has ever dimension. quite recreated that and with Mr Whippy absolutely uh-huh. not <laughs> having that but, sorry I mean no thank mm-hmm. you for that um, so they went for a really interesting one which is a bit of a sort of hybrid it was a, sh- a 3D shape but it was still an obelisk and I thought it was good because it matched I only noticed later when they're doing the, in- uh, the inscriptions and they're trying yeah. to decode the inscriptions it's the same shape as that Ooh, which yeah. feels like, which I just think that feels nice and mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm going to be really picky and I think I'm going to say for this first the uh, reaction to the effects I think it's been mixed like some people love them some people don't a lot of people are like mm-hmm. I like this but I didn't like that so, so I'm going to sort of do an example today of what it's been okay. like so the obelisk I actually quite like the shape and I'm very picky I like things classic but I was like it's, it's Mr. Whippy is not happening but like it's black it's a void space I like it it's a good shape I love that but they added a lot of other stuff like a little zap that came from underneath it scorch marks after it had landed it stamps on people doesn't yeah, it it goes whack on people like a chess <laughs> yeah. piece I think it's pretty yeah. good like I think I'm I, I generally err on wanting things simpler but I, th- I, th- I overall I'm pretty happy with the obelisk it felt like it had a solid physical presence yes didn't it it felt yeah. like an object that was chasing them rather than something more abstract like mm-hmm. you say like a 2D shape or something yeah it felt the f- when they were running away from it it felt like a proper threat I think yeah, yeah. but the shot of Tom and Lala that kept coming up I found really I, that made me laugh <laughs> were they trapped is it yeah. too, mod- too modern it, it just didn't feel quite right. I don't mm. know what it was, but I didn't... I uh, think maybe it was Lala's shocked face that did it. I quite like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's funny. So, this, yeah. so basically, mm-hmm. listeners, this is where we're at. It's basically, <laughs> when you see the special edition of all the effects, you're down to splitting hairs. I don't, I don't know if everyone's going to love all of them. No. I don't think anyone's going to hate all of them. I think there's, it's a real mix and match about this stuff. The Death Zone schematic was beautiful. I mm. really liked that. And the fact that it matched the game control 
yeah. and you got sort of the different sections and the doctors were were placed in different sections. Yeah, it's not a BBC There's, Micro. No. Mm-hmm. Pete, you spent a lot of time on computers, haven't you? Like, <laughs> also, also well, like, that, when that, Davison touched the screen, it had like a touch. That's screen. right. The TARDIS, yes. yeah. Now, is that going to date or is that cool? What are we thinking? Yeah, I mean, it, it did look really good, but it was, a, I was like, mm, is that a bit anachronistic because it, it looks too modern? Um, but, but it does look great. So, yeah, you can take it or leave it, really. Yeah. But but seeing it on the big screen really brought other things to the fore. To be honest, the, the, all the, the embellishments are just little tweaks, and the main thing is the story itself and, and, and the amazing performances you're getting. And seeing it on a big screen, I don't know, and having seen it, obviously having seen it a hundred times, this, I've, I've probably t- I don't know if I've told this story about that this was the first or two story ever recorded on a video cassette when I only had one cassette, but then other things were on that cassette too, and then Star Wars was getting shown on TV for the first time that I was aware of, and so I had this painful decision, I had to decide whether I was going to tape Star Wars or keep the Five Doctors, so I, I did tape Star Wars over the Five Doctors, and the day before I had this, la- my, I was nine years old, and I had my final last ever viewing of the Five Doctors, aged like, yeah, it was about my, the fifth time I'd have watched it or something, so to be here a considerable number of years later watching it on the big screen it was kind of yeah I called that one wrongly and Mark so, so this is your first BFI so what was it like because I think we, if you've been to BFI a few times you kind of get used to the experience of even though every story is different when you present it in front of an audience and it always surprises you where the natural laughs come how did you find it overall watching Five Doctors with a live audience yeah I think one of the things I noticed was that the Nicholas Courtney Patrick Troughton partnership got the most laughs of the characters and yeah. it made me really appreciate more how well written those parts are how well acted they are and how subtly the exposition is being put across in their partnership but really true to the characters and it's just yeah very very entertaining and I think somebody noticed was it you about um, Sarah Jane? No that was me oh yes well, so there's a moment where Pertwee and Sarah Jane are in Bessie and he's doing all this big explanation and she says um, um, what are you going to do then doctor and he says what I always do with Sarah Jane improvise mm-hmm. and I never noticed her, eye, her amazing eye roll at that <laughs> yeah. like she's just sat there thinking I'm back in this aren't I oh my god I've forgotten what he was like <laughs> and because it's on the big screen all of those facial expressions are much bigger, mm. and so you can you can see them a lot easily, a lot more clearly and easily. So that was that yeah. was a great moment. But also the Sarah Jane moment when the Doctor says the Cybermen never stop and they never get tired, mm. and she says, "Oh yes, I remember," which hadn't really resonated, I think, before. Mm. But I think you said, Conrad, you know, that Mark, was... Yeah, Mark was sitting next to me and I nearly burst into tears. <laughs> I, I was there. I remember. You know, like, but yeah, it's like that stuff. You do notice sort of different stuff about like the performances as well and for me I think the thing I really really noticed is like what gets a lot because when you watch it on your home at home on your own mm. or just with a friend it's kind of you know you're looking for your nerdy bits uh-huh. and it's a fairly level experience you're like oh here's Pertwee here's, here's Troughton but when you put it in front of an audience it's amazing how common like how yeah. common like how joint the experience is and it's Troughton it just yeah. no, basically I saw it in New Light because basically every scene and every moment Troughton's in he has got he had the audience in the palm of his hand yeah. in a way that the other actors amazing as they are didn't qu- quite as much no, so that the, was a new one for me yeah um, there were a group of fans behind me who were obviously huge Anthony Ainley fans because they guffawed <laughs> at everything <laughs> Anthony Ainley did all through the story which is great because I laughed out loud very loudly at the I may be seated bit after he's just sat down which I always loved anyway so but that was that was a delight because they obviously really loved him so there are always, I think, 
particularly with a story like this, you've got people who are championing their team and their actors, and that's really lovely. So I think there was a, a laugh again when when Tom reappeared at the end and did yeah. his arm up in the air in triumph, and everyone just there was just this laughter at that, and mm. that was really lovely as well. Yeah, and I think. Um it's, Tegan's in a really good mood for most of this story. Janet Fielding's laughing in the opening scene with the doctor. She's teasing him about the new console, but it's all done much more jovially than, than at other points where they're being really prickly with each other. And uh, and then her relationship with Herndall, I, that yeah. got so many laughs I as did. well. I really agree. It's I'm... always one of my pet theories that, that that relationship gave them some ideas about how they were going to have Tegan, sorry, how they were going to have Perry and the sixth doctor. The idea that they could be that bit more, uh, the, the te- whereas with, uh, with Tegan, you had abrasive Tegan and a you know, emollient fifth doctor. Having an abrasive Perry and a, and a spiky, prickly, awkward doctor could work. Uh, could, could also be a, be, a, be a different twist on that. And, and there, are, there are bits of dialogue between her and the first doctor that could easily be Perry and the sixth doctor. Yeah, I mean, the kindly refrain from addressing me as Doc. Yeah, he says actually the quotes, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And then the bit where you know um, Tegan's being said, and I, I agree, Janet Fielding was another one who came out, I think, really, really strongly from this from this episode. Like, genuinely. Like, like the, you know, a lot of the laughs and the drama were very... And with Herndl, I've never... Sort of, Herndl, you know, always slightly makes me itch a little bit because he's not Hartnell. But actually this time I probably yeah. appreciated yeah. him more mm-hmm. than ever this time. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and that final, you know, the final scene where it's him who goes against all the other doctors and they all turn and look at him and go, what? Mm-hmm. And he's the one who's seen through it all. Mm-hmm. And he's this guy who's just come out of nowhere into this show and they're all the legends who've been brought back together. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he just carries it off so, um, so successfully. Uh, it's a huge credit to him. Yeah. I think a lot of this story, the success and a lot of these successes are down to Terence Dix. Yeah. And he comes in with this this team that he doesn't know, the Doctor Turlow and and everyone else, mm. um, and Tegan, and he writes them brilliantly, like he's known them all his life. And all the others are so beautifully characterised because he knows them inside out from a, even working with them, yeah. or B, writing all their novels. <laughs> and so he knows all of these people, yeah. and they're all... There were lots of sniffy reviews in the late 80s and 90s where it said everyone is slightly off and no one's quite right. But bollocks to that. That's <laughs> not true yeah, at all. No. They are all, and they all have an equal slice of the action, and they all have a fantastic moment, or more than one moment. Yeah. And they're all being the greatest hits version of themselves. Yeah. Not obviously they're not. Go- they haven't got a whole story to stand in the, in the limelight and give us their full range. So they're going to have to. You've got to really distill them down to that, that one thing about that doctor. Yeah. And so of course Pertwee gets to throw the lasso and and, and yeah, Hartnell. Uh, sorry, uh, Troughton's got a fi- fireworks in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine them being allowed to do? I'm amazed no. they were allowed to do that even no. then. Doctor Who says keep some yeah. keep some fireworks <laughs> in your pockets, kids, just in case you get attacked by a yeti. And Susan gets to twist her ankle. Yeah, once. Yeah, I know. I roll. I remember even even as a ten year old rolling my uh-huh. eyes at that and going, "Oh, that's such a cliche." But now you watch it now, and of course, it's a it's a joke. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. It's Terence Dix is having a joke mm-hmm. with us and with with um, with Caroline Ford. Uh, yeah. But you just get those details right, like Susan recognizing that they're on Gallifrey because she's a Gallifreyan, like knowing that Sarah mm-hmm. Jane has met the Cybermen, even though it was yeah. after Terence mm-hmm. Dix's time on the show mm-hmm. and things. So they, yeah, he is. There is you know, very similitude yeah. for the characters in that yeah. way as well. And I think the remar- the, for me, the remarkable thing, again, just about the writing, is just like, it's very efficient, you know, like in terms of like plotting. There's, there, is, there, there are an insane amount of 
elements in this thing which would have been changing up to the last minute and as I said to you guys earlier like I think what's amazing is that I, for me this is I, lo- I love plotting like this I think it's really excellent efficient satisfying plot- plotting yeah. mm-hmm. which I love and the fact he's he's just to sort of put a little flair on it he goes you know what I'm going to throw a new monster in with a Raston warrior robot and I think that's amazing but, but you don't skimp on any characterization. that moment where uh, Jamie and Zoe the phantoms appear mm-hmm. and there's that tiny beat of Troughton's going oh so sad before he finishes that's the lovely. scene yeah. and it is just yeah. and there's yeah. the whole of the war games encapsulated uh-huh. in that moment and there are so many bits like that where it's just like little tiny touches and flourishes yeah. and it just it, it just touches on all the points of classic Doctor up to that point yeah. the, 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 I think the writing and plotting in this is breathtaking and I'll fight anybody in the death, <laughs> in the death zone in the death zone uh, or, in, or in the multiple war zones uh-huh. of the war games which now you mention it Terra 6 also wrote and it's kind of similar <laughs> hey no one's ever sorted that hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> oh my god compare it to Ark of Infinity which has a very similar plot just a few months earlier but the script is just so vibrant and the music is so good oh Peter Howe mm. Peter Howe's music popped and I know I've said that about the theme, but there were moments where I, it's an incredible score anyway, and just that idea of sampling the original theme and making it really, really eerie is brilliant. Yeah. But there were moments throughout where the music suddenly came up in yeah. the mix. I think for the Dalek chase and the Cyberman yeah. attack. Those, those, and it's really, it's a, such yeah. a brilliant score. That, those two sequences really, really struck me because the, it's the same cutting, they, it's mm-hmm. exactly the same shot for shot we've seen a million times. Yeah. But the music made the Dalek attack yeah. look a bit frantic. Mm-hmm. Mm. And just that, that cue when the Dalek shadow appears yeah. of... Mm. Of approaching menace is really yeah. great, and the cyber attack, the, the rest on cyber thing, uh-huh. seemed like a frantic attack. Yeah. I know we're watching mm-hmm. a big screen as well because there's obviously having to sort of turn your head a bit more. You know, it's not just seeing it play out, but the music. I think mm. really that that was watching it on the big screen. It would stand up in an action movie of the time now yeah. because it's so quick. There's a lot of quick cutting. It's, there's every single Cyberman death is slightly different. There's yeah. decapitations, there's stabbings. There's, oh. It's, it's oh, I love brilliant. the one that just where the face just melts, yeah. 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 It just falls yeah. in on itself. It and I still don't know how they did that, <laughs> and that's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, when they were interviewed afterwards, um, Peter Davison, Sarah Sutton, and Janet Fielding all had lots of praise for Peter Moffat as, as um, and I think he's a bit undervalued by, by fans because he's not one of the auteur directors or one of the ones who was doing the really cool stuff um, but, he, but, but, but managing that number of people and that many ingredients and, and getting it all to gel together that way is something that we maybe take some, can get taken a bit for granted oh absolutely it's like Terence Dicks yeah. taking him for granted but this is mm. someone who has put this all together yeah. and kept the cast under control when they probably just all want to be gossiping and <laughs> yeah. catching up with each other because they haven't seen each other for for some time. Mm-hmm. We'd learned from the the, this, the Cybermen actors were here as well, um, David Banks and Mark Hardy. We learned from one of them that Peter Moffat would plan all his shots the night before and write them all out in case he died during the night, <laughs> oh, so yeah. that somebody else could pick it up. Which which seems eccentric and pessimistic, um, but also. Like, would they not close down production out of sympathy yeah, for, for a day, maybe, yeah. if your director had died during the night? Would, would the cast not be too sad to carry on? Um, it seemed, yeah, it seemed, seemed eccentric behaviour, I suppose. Yeah, but, then, but, but that planning in advance is only going to help, like, yeah. everything. Uh, particularly with Doctor Who, you've yeah. got to be right on it in the studio because yeah. it's so yeah. fraught. And as Peter Davison was saying they had the same time as making Juliet Bravo or something mm. like that. Yeah. They had no extra yeah. time because 
they they were making Doctor Who, and so, but they had so much more to do than anything any other show at the time. It struck me that it's really well directed in parts, really stylish. When the the master's running away from the laser bolts and things like that, and then there's the really odd things like Susan and the First Doctor when they see the TARDIS but because some of yeah. it's so misty and foggy was mm-hmm. the intention that it was all going to look like that yeah. and the TARDIS was supposed to appear out of the mist because that's the only way to sort of make mm-hmm. sense of yeah. that yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it seems like it's that. like a, a film thing isn't it of what's not on the screen you can't yeah. see even though yeah. it's it's ten metres in front of you there was there was a big laugh at the moment in, in, in the uh, in the screening there was a big laugh for the moment where um, the Doctor and the Master Davison and the Master are talking and the Cybermen sneak up on them and Susan and Tegan have been stood there on a hill but just both <laughs> suddenly looking in the wrong direction and they turn around and suddenly notice the Cybermen are there and go Doctor <laughs> like the Cybermen that must have been visible for at least five uh-huh. minutes but they were just staring in the opposite direction for just having a chat yeah. what's your doctor like oh that's yeah. alright I'd be nine up your doctor <laughs> yeah. well, the other big laugh was when the Cybermen the, the sort of scout first spots yes. the fifth doctor and the master uh-huh. and he goes oh <laughs> I did feel a little bit for David Banks and Mark <laughs> some of the Cybermen bits really got big laughs <laughs> and they were sitting in the audience <laughs> And but it was the the interview uh, was, was fantastic. So uh, and, and and watching we like we had very very good seats. We were very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing Janet, you know, we've seen these you know people before, but like they were all really on form today. They're really jazzed up by this thing. And actually, they did show show us they showed us some of the extras, and they showed us quite a lot of extended stuff of the uh, driving. Uh, you know yes. the big drive across mm-hmm. Europe mm. which was I mean that absolutely brought the house down like mm. everyone yeah. like, why, mm-hmm. we're talking like why, I, I'm, I'm quite hard to make laugh in a cinema <laughs> I would really enjoy it and find it funny but you'll rarely get me to laugh out loud but we were all wiping tears away because it's so joy like, when he said so drive funny. slowly I didn't think he meant <laughs> drive at five miles an hour Sarah yeah. <laughs> and, and their sort of stuff on stage was absolutely amazing yeah. today like They've it was really kind of that, like, they're a really cohesive team mm, mm. and not every team is like that but they've got a really sparky relationship that's mm. very like the character like the thing is it's so like the characters yeah, and they're all talking over Sarah all the time <laughs> yeah. but she's and at one point she says I'm, I normally like to sit in the middle of them and then she just placed herself they just swap seats and uh-huh. she sit in the middle of them and I just thought if you put like a, a few like 80s roundels behind them we could be filming this because uh-huh. it was and also and this is sound bizarre but it's so funny they even slightly dress like the characters so like Sarah Sutton is there mm. she's slightly in autumnal autumnal she said she likes autumnal colours Janet's there with like a, you know a bit of a shirt sort of blouse thing going on, and then Davison is wearing jacket kind of and a hat, all a bit linen-y <laughs> and it's kind of like it was so uncannily like mm. my god, you lot really are mm-hmm. not that far in terms of personality. They're not that far from the characters. Mm. Mm. JNT canny on the casting there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's very good. <laughs> And we sang happy birthday to Janet Fielding for we, a big yeah. birthday last mm-hmm. week as well, which was, uh, yeah. which was a nice one. She was yeah. mortified. Yeah, she was. That was brilliant. <laughs> and she was given flowers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, for me, I can't believe it's 40 years since this was first on. I mean, this story made... So, I was eight, and eight is exactly the right time to be a Doctor Who fan, and to have the five Doctors is just, just amazing. Mm. And I have so many memories around this of seeing the trailers coming on TV and seeing the actors 
being interviewed all over the place suddenly and buying the 20th anniversary special from the Radio Times and my mum giving me three weeks pocket money so that I could go and buy that oh, yeah. because it was just the most amazing glossy magazine. Actually, while I remember this, I keep forgetting to tell people this, but in that 20th anniversary radio special, there's a, um, there are stills and pictures from the anniversary, the anniversary celebration, including a picture in the makeup tent of like the makeup lady doing a bit of monster makeup on that little boy who's Edgar oh, Wright, right. who was two years below me in school, uh-huh. and I knew him, and I was like, oh my god, it's Edgar! Wow! And you know, uh-huh. so there you go. So that's one to one to look out mm-hmm. for. Um, and then it's re- yeah, gosh, there's nothing like a like a sort of anniversary thing to make you feel old because um, there was a lot of uh, we'll talk a bit later. We did the quiz, uh, Rassilon. We did, and of course there was a lot of talk of the twentieth the twentieth anniversary celebration to Longley, which mm-hmm. I actually and obviously they all talked about the queues and the overbooking of it. But I was one of those people who got to go there, so that was very very cool. My Blimey. cousins went, and they weren't even Doctor Who fans. <laughs> cousins, if you're out there, we hate you. <laughs> you're blocked you had they, no right. To, they did give me their ticket and a program, so well, that was fine. Mark, you yeah. were saying like you weren't expecting there to be so many extras, right? You thought, like, yeah, no, I didn't realise we got so much preview of the season, ah, yeah. of the mm-hmm. season box set, which that was really, mm-hmm. really amazing. Yeah, that was um, yeah. that was a lovely thing to get. I knew those panels or a panel afterwards. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to think maybe the number of panels, mm-hmm. previews of the extras. It was a yeah, really special day. Mm-hmm. Really pulled out all the stops. And then of course we, I, I had a first as well because I have never. I'm not really a kind of. I'm not really a team player. I'm not a joiner in it. I'm not looking to join a game or win anything. But we did the quiz of Rassilon. We did. Um, which, but we had Cy Hart and Pete Lambert on our team, so basically we were always going to win. But, um, <laughs> it was close. We won by a whisker. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you quickly became the most competitive person. I wasn't answering any of the questions, but I was like, shh, listen, Pete, listen to this. This is technical. I'm old. This is mine. You go on like, wait, he's read a book. Cy, you're up. Um, but, you know, you need that. Yeah. Yeah. The production. Someone to cur on us on. The well, production code spelling out Rassilon was a glorious uh-huh. finale. That was very uh, beautiful. Final line. Yeah. But, and so our team, uh, uh, Raston Bitchface, uh, was our name, um, and we won. So we all got swag. What did we get? We all divvied up our, our spoils with our very there good friends. There was a lot of, yeah, lot of stuff. Character options, Daleks. Yeah, I got nice. a reproduction of a little tiny 1960s Dalek toy that's like two inches high. Amazing. Um, Warp magazines. Warp magazines. A signed photo of Lala. Um, of Lala sailor suit design signed by June Hudson, which I, I don't know why I took that. <laughs> yeah, it has to be said, the, the, the prizes were, were very wonderful. Like, yeah, I'd yes. love the quiz Razzle. I'll definitely do it again. And our, our teammates, so we had a Mark Doddy, we had uh, Dan, Dan Collingsworth. Collingsworth. We've got Tom Newson, Hannah Cooper, and Tom Newson. So there were eight of us, and uh, we 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 gave that a good quiz. So well done, everyone. Quizzing yeah. of Rassilon. Fantastic. And the bar's still going. We're yeah. in the traditional yeah. space corridor. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and and all the people that did the quiz as well, that uh, that wrote the questions and, and presented yeah. it, all fantastic job as well. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun. And Pete, you had a bit of a first today, didn't you? Which was at at the very end of the story. A very emotional moment. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because really not moving. emotional. He has no, no emotions. But it really, it, no, it really moved me. Yeah, what yeah. It, no, it was just just the end credits. I got very emotional during the end credits. It really takes you back to being ten years old, and that isn't um, that isn't. I'm not one of those. Oh, I'm in bits, people. Um, sorry if you are one of those people. Everyone else knows. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was very. It was very emotional going back uh, forty years. Uh, it was just beautiful. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, I think the five doctors overall, it's like you just 
get the appreciation of the story and the acting and all that kind of stuff. And for me, that's the best, that's to date still the best Doctor anniversary for me. It's yet to be beaten. Will it be beaten this year? Good luck. I don't think so. <laughs> Good yeah. luck. I'm not sure it ever will be. I think we were all at the right age to see it the first time. And that just stays with you forever. Yeah, even though I saw it on VHS, I was probably about 10 or 11. It was probably mm-hmm. it was still yeah. a good age that I was yeah. amazingly excited by it. And, and I suppose it was the, well, not the first anniversary special, but it was a point in time when you still had Patrick Troughton and John Pertwee. And, you know, you can't recreate that really, can you? That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's such a special, special thing. So the next event is next month. Yeah, not long. And it's the, it's, it's the Underwater Menace. Professor Zaroff will be um, unstoppable. Yes, even more animated than usual. (laughs) Okay, that's it. That's a pun. (laughs) Take Mark into the car park and beat him up now. (laughs) So we're going to head back to the bar for uh, whatever steam we've got left. Uh, And uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you've been able to enjoy, at least enjoy it via our reporting. Uh, and, And good luck getting to things like this in future if you're trying to do so. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.